Welcome to The Leader's Notebook with Dr. Mark Rutland. Dr. Rutland is a world-renowned leadership expert. He is a New York Times best-selling author, and he has served as the president of two universities. The Leader's Notebook is brought to you by Global Servants. For more information about Global Servants, please visit our website, globalservants.org. Here is your host, Dr. Mark Rutland. One of my very favorite phrases in all the world is Merry Christmas. But sometimes amidst all the tinsel and the celebration and the seasonal gifting, all of which I like and none of which I disapprove, it's easy sometimes to forget the profound theological implications. And that's what I want to deal with today. What is the theology of Christmas? Hello, I'm Mark Rutland. Welcome to The Leader's Notebook. I'm so glad that you're tuned in for this episode. This one and next week and the week after are all three about the Christmas season. I want to deal today with a subject called In the Fullness of Time. Next week, the miracle of the incarnation, the the theology of the Son of Man, the Son of God made under the law, as it were, according to the book of Galatians. And then the week after Christmas, I know that there's a lot going on, but I hope you can join me here on the Leader's Notebook. I want to deal with a subject that is very, very important for practical living when the angels go away. Today, however, I want to read a passage of Scripture that is almost never associated with the Christmas season, but it should be. I want to read from the fourth chapter of Galatians, and it is this verse right here, the fourth verse. But when the fullness of the time was come, God sent forth his son made of a woman made under the law. Today and next week on the Leader's Notebook, I'm going to be dealing with that passage of Scripture, which is hugely important. Let me read it to you one more time, and then I hope you'll look it up. But when the fullness of the time was come, God sent forth his son made of a woman made under the law. The the intricate connection, the, the, the lines that had to go out to connect all the things that happen around the Christmas story, the nativity story. Think of it. The, the right emperor on the, on the throne, for some reason, there was some reason that God wanted Caesar Augustus to be on the throne. There was some reason that God wanted the specific quote-unquote, wise men, the Magi, those specific men in that specific country, they had to be born, raised, educated, and, and interested in the things of astronomy and the sky and the heavens. They had to be those specific people. The shepherds, the generation of shepherds, think of the hundreds, thousands of years that there had been shepherds that had been raised in and around Judea. And those specific shepherds on that exact night in that precise area, there had to be millions and millions of Jewish girls that had been born from the time of Abraham until the time of the Virgin Mary. But that specific girl had to reach exactly the age, probably 15, 16, something like that. She had to be exactly right there at that moment. There had to be this other man, this older man, Joseph, who had to be born at that exact time. And they had to meet. The marriage had to be arranged. It all had to happen 
right at that moment, Caesar Augustus, the Virgin Mary, Joseph, the wise men, the shepherds. Now, think about the stars across the trackless expanse of the heavens. These stars, what many people believe, shown in the heavens as a star, was actually the juxtaposition of at least two, maybe multiple stars that came into perfect alignment at exactly that moment so that the combined brilliance of those um, astrological bodies became huge. Now, suppose there were multiple stars that became a star. Across how many light years had they been moving slowly and or across the expanse of space and time? How many, how many light years had they been moving, maybe from the dawn of creation, to arrive at that exact destination on that exact night? Or if it was just one star, how many light years had that star been coursing across with, with no mind of its own? The star doesn't have a thought. It doesn't have a plan. It's, it's just an astrological body, but it is moving according to the divine plan and, and, and listen to this, and divine timing of God. So that the star that came to rest over Bethlehem is also part. All of these moving parts, all of this has to coincide at exactly the right moment. And then God has to move somehow on the mind of Caesar Augustus, maybe on him specifically, maybe on some of his advisors. But somehow or another, the plan, the idea of thought comes into Caesar Augustus that he's going to, he has this vast Roman empire. He's got this huge army. He's fighting all these wars. He needs what? Money. So somebody says, why don't we do a head tax on all of the people in your extended empires, everywhere that there's Roman uh, garrison of any kind. So they send out this uh, command for a census, and the census actually means a tax. So they have to travel across the Roman Empire to the place of their family origin. For some reason, that law gets made. So if you are of the household of Asher, you have to go there in, in Judea. If you're of if you're of uh, if you're from Carthage, if you're a Carthaginian descendant, you have to go to Carthage. And you have to be there and be a part of that and be counted and be taxed. So Joseph is of the household of David. So he has to go back to the city of David, Bethlehem, on that exact time. So the the conception of Jesus in the Virgin Mary has to happen precisely nine months ahead of that moment where this taxation is to occur and where Joseph has to go to the city of David to Bethlehem to be counted and taxed. So think of this, all of these things, this, this has been happening. The fullness of time is an extravagant turn of phrase. It means all these moving parts have to coincide at exactly the same moment somehow in the exact precise plan and timing of God. Things that have been happening for millennia, for, for thousands and thousands of years, the movement of a star. Things that have been happening for 30 or 40 years, the birth of just the right personalities and figures and characters. 
the birth of an idea, the taxation. That has to happen at exactly the right way. That conversation between the advisors of Caesar Augustus and the Caesar himself, the, the conception of the, the baby Jesus in, in the Virgin Mary, precisely nine months before her delivery date in Bethlehem, the night they arrive. The, the dream that comes to Joseph to marry her and take her with him to Bethlehem so that she doesn't suffer uh, censure and, and hatred and all there in, in Nazareth. All of that. Look how complicated that is. All of that has to happen in exactly the right way. And it does. Now, what is the application to our lives? And it is this. The plan of God. There's so often people are so almost obsessive about the plan of God. What is the will of God? What is the purpose of God? And that's important. I'm not making light of it. What I am saying is that you can be in the very center of God's will, and that thing that you long for, that God has promised you, that moment of destiny or accomplishment or fulfillment just doesn't happen. It seems like the weight is excruciating. Of all the things that that are so difficult in Christian discipline, waiting is probably the most strenuous. And so month after month, year after year, maybe decade after decade, you wait for this promise of God, whatever it is. But remember, while you chafe under the delay of time, that God may be moving pieces in place that you don't know anything about. Mary was not conscious of what was happening in Rome in the mind of Caesar Augustus. She didn't even know the dream that Joseph was having. She had no concept of what was happening with the Magi in the East. She didn't know that that country even, perhaps, didn't even know that country existed. So she's dealing only with one thing, the nine months of her pregnancy that had begun so supernaturally. And now, the inconvenience. Imagine when she has to, nearly nine months pregnant, she has to mount a donkey and travel from Nazareth all the way down to Bethlehem. All of that, the complication, the difficulty, the inconvenience, the timing, the weight. Haven't we all been through something just like that where God gives, seems to give us a, a clear indication of his will and purpose and it just drags. But take comfort in this phrase, in the fullness of the time. There is that moment where God will say, all right, everything is in place. And the delivery of that moment of destiny, that promise, that divine promise of God will come forth. You cannot really force the hand of God. What you can do is force the situation and, and frustrate the will and timing of God. You may force the door open on what you think is the divine moment of destiny, and you put your shoulder to the door and force it open, and, and it may be that you wind up in the right room at the wrong time. It may be that you wind up in the wrong room. Wait, I say, wait on the Lord. If all any of those factors, all that complication, any of those factors had changed, if the, if the wise men so-called had delayed, if the shepherds had slept through the angels, any of the ifs, a million ifs, 
If any of those ifs had changed, the whole Christmas story that we cherish so much would be different. It doesn't mean the will and purpose and plan, God's transcendent purpose to send his son would be frustrated. A shepherd can't frustrate the will of God. But it means that the story, the whole thing would have been different. Has God given you a a promise? Is there a destiny that you're waiting on, a, a plan, a purpose, and it just seems like God is dragging his feet? Wait, I say, friend, listen to me. Wait on the Lord in the fullness of the time. When everything is right, God will bring it all to pass. Shepherds, wise men, Caesar Augustus, the Virgin Mary, it all arrives at the right place at the right time. God is not only in control, he's also in control of the divine stopwatch in the fullness of time. Sounds like a frustrating phrase, but it's actually a phrase of tremendous comfort. God is going to bring it to pass at the fullness, at the right, at the perfect, at the complete time where everything is there at the right moment. And it'll be wonderful. Wait, I say, wait on the Lord. I'm Mark Rutland. Thank you for joining The Leader's Notebook. And hey, Merry Christmas. You've been listening to The Leader's Notebook with Dr. Mark Rutland. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review today's podcast. You can follow Dr. Rutland on Twitter at Dr. Mark Rutland or visit his website, drmarkrutland.com. Join us next week for another episode of The Leader's Notebook.